0: Just get a little bit of shuffle. Now, I think most of you know Dan. Let me tell you a couple of things about Dan. He loves football, Um, he loves Jesus, and he loves the word of God. Two of those things are really good when it comes to the next moment. (laughs) Not the football, (laughs) though. So I'm just going to pray for him. Um, I just want to commend him to you as someone who genuinely does love Jesus, know his word, and therefore has got something to bring this morning to help us in our walk with Jesus and being disciples. Lord, I thank you for what you have put on um, Dan's heart this morning. I pray you'd help him communicate clearly what you would have him say. Open our hearts to hear what you have to say, Lord, so we can build our lives on your word by being hearers and doers of your word. Amen. So, is it working? Uh, people were laughing at me before because I was doing this uh, to try and speak. So I'm going to try not to do that. Um, I did think then when you said, "Unfortunately, after the worship, you're going to introduce me," as unfortunately you've got to listen to me now. Um, so <laughs> thanks for a better introduction. Um, so really encouraging to hear some of those things in the worship, some of those words um, that tell us about our relationship to God and our relationship to one another. And so the Bible is full of these different words. So, for example, we are called children of God. And that gives us this idea of intimacy, that we're close, that we can approach a father. Um, And the idea that we're together, we've got family and belonging. Our theme for this year is about being disciples and making disciples. And so, again, Jesus calls every single one of us in this room to be his disciple. And that gives that idea of being obedient to him, of following him of wanting to imitate him and be more like him and then the Bible also calls us citizens of God's kingdom and so this would have been such a relevant term in the day when it was written but I want to show that this is just as relevant now and just as much an encouragement that we are citizens of God's kingdom today so I'd like to look at a passage in Ephesians so if you do have a Bible can you turn to Ephesians 2 and then we'll look at a few verses from here. And so my aim today is to show what does it mean to be a citizen, and then I'd encourage you to go away after this and look at this whole passage and hopefully understand it even more fully, knowing what a citizen is and what what we have through that. So in verse 12, it says, and it's talking here just in terms of context about the Ephesians. This was one of the major cities in the Roman Empire, um, one of the major cities, and the people there knew very much what it was to be a Roman citizen. They knew the rights that were involved in it, and they knew the difference between those who were citizens and those who weren't. And so Paul is saying here, remember that at that time, speaking here to the Gentiles who weren't part of this kingdom in Israel, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then a little bit later in verse 19, having spoken about all that Jesus has done in bringing um, the Gentiles and the Jews together, he says, consequently, because of what Jesus has done, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. So, just to give that context then in terms of What does it mean to be a Roman citizen in that day? So nobody who was a slave could be a citizen. You had to be a free person to be a citizen. So people reading that might have been slaves as part of the church. They might have been Roman citizens. So this would have been a real encouragement to those who already had their citizenship. Um, But this would have been incredible to those who could never amount to being a citizen in the Roman Empire. But they could receive that citizenship in heaven. So being a Roman citizen gave you the right to vote so to have a say in how the world was run, it gave you legal rights, like the right to be, have a fair trial in court. And so you see, in, in Jesus' life, he wasn't a Roman citizen, and he was unfairly trialed. Um, and so in that day, the listeners there would have known what it meant to be a Roman citizen and how powerful that was. But even today, we are citizens of another kingdom. We're citizens of the United Kingdom, and I think we take that for granted sometimes, the incredible rights and privileges we have as citizens of the United Kingdom. So I've asked people, if they can, to bring some ID today. Does anyone have a form of ID with them? Do you want to, if you have them, <laughs> do you want to hold it up? If, you're cl- if you don't have it, but you're close to anyone who does, do you want to have a little look um, and just see what's on there, what is on your identification? So I can see we've got some driving licences, we've got, I know there's a bus pass, uh, someone's bought a bus pass, there you go Car. very good. I've got a passport as well. So just have a moment, have a look closely, what is on this identification card? What does it say on there? So, what you have there in your hand, your identification card, is incredibly, incredibly precious. People, um, there are many people, even today, crossing the channel um, on boats, flimsy boats, to get what you have here. And we've been given this freely. Like, we didn't earn it. We've not earned the right to have a passport, um, to have a driving licence. We're given this identification as British citizens and so I want to encourage that like the Romans that valued their Roman citizenship having a passport having citizenship in the UK gives you so many rights if you're a child it means you can go to school and access education it means that you can access free healthcare through the NHS it means you have a right to work to travel to do so many things that people would long to have and so I want to share a story um, that I read from the Red Cross website about a refugee um, just to show that idea that what we have is so precious. And also in that verse in Ephesians, it talks about what it was like to be far away and to be excluded from citizenship. So um, the story is of a boy, 10 years old, called Hamed. Um, so he lived in Afghanistan in around 2000, so talking about 20 years ago. And his mother had spoken out against the government and she'd been sentenced to death. And Hamed's older brother, who was 12 years old, had a life-threatening illness and was told that the only way he could get treatment to survive was to go to the UK or the USA. So Hamed left Afghanistan with his family and travelled a two-year journey across Europe to get to the United Kingdom. In that time, they had no rights. They were robbed of everything they had twice. They were put in the back of many different cars by strangers who... Uh, were menacing and scary and they didn't really know whether they'd come out they were given false passports um, to get across Europe and Ahmed said that with every single false passport and every single different name that he was given he said our identities were stripped away bit by bit on that journey and Ahmed finally managed to get across he managed to get across on a boat to the UK uh, he managed to find asylum here Um, and his brother received help from the NHS which made his life 17 years longer he was able to receive that healthcare through the the UK he was able to be schooled here and be able to work here and his mother was able to be free from that um, that death sentence so Hamed knew what it was like to be separate and excluded from citizenship and rights Hamed risked everything to get what we freely have in what you've got in your hand today to have citizenship in the united kingdom is an incredible incredible thing and i want to encourage us that in the sense that we have citizenship of the united kingdom we are given citizenship in a greater kingdom it's encouraging that the first song today talked about the kingdom of god and how great that was and that is what we have if you like we all have an identity card in god's kingdom so i'd like to look at what does that mean and firstly, I think it's important to say that just like that passport, that identity, we didn't earn it. You didn't earn it, you were born into it and you were given it for free. And that's been worked hard. Many, many people have stood up for the rights that we now have in this country. Um, but in terms of our heavenly citizenship, it's been given to us by Jesus. It's a free gift to us. And the way to access that citizenship is to believe in Jesus and to set him as king in our hearts. That's the way we do it. It's given to us freely, it's a free gift. And so there's four points that I want to bring from looking at that identity card to help us encourage and know what we have. And so we're gonna look at name, nationality, we're gonna look at protection and purpose. So name, nationality, protection and purpose. So firstly, if you look at your identity card, each one of you will have a name on it. Your name is verified on that card And that means that if you were to go and ask for, say, a job, if you were to go ask for a house, apply to go to school, you would be known by the British government. They would know who you are and you can appeal to them. And in the same way, your name is known by God. There's no nobodies in God's kingdom. He knows your name. And so we can look. There's many verses that might come to mind when we think about this. And so I'll go with a verse in John where Jesus is talking about the good shepherd. And how the Good Shepherd calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. The Good Shepherd calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. And thank you, Brian, for what you shared about how Jesus leads us out. I think that was a real encouragement. So each one of you are known by name. Each one of you, when you go to God, he recognises you. He knows you. You have a right to speak to him. And that's an incredible, incredible encouragement. I want to look at what it means to have nationality. And again, thank you, Gav, for what you shared about how our nationality is in heaven. Our hope is in heaven. We are citizens of a kingdom that isn't of this world. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. We're not part of this world. And so one way to look at that is um, when you work in this country, you get a pension. And the way to do that is that you work and some of your salary goes towards the government in the simple terms, They then invest that and make that much bigger. And then when you get to retirement, they give you that much bigger sum. And that's that sense in our nationality, our treasure is in heaven. A few people are laughing, maybe it's not such a big sum. (laughs) Um, But this idea that um, we are storing up treasure in heaven. So we work in, in this world, we work to build God's kingdom. He invites us to be part of it. And we are building up our treasure in heaven. We have an eternal hope, like Gav called out. We have an eternal inheritance. And this is where we're building. As well as that, we receive protection. So as members of the United Kingdom, the government here have a right to look after you, even if you are abroad in a different kingdom. And so as an example of this, there's an award-winning film called Argo, which tells the story of, in the 1970s, the United States Embassy in Iran was attacked and six US citizens were kept um, safe. They were hiding at the house of a Canadian ambassador. And this got through to the United States government all the way up to the president. And they worked tirelessly on behalf of those citizens to secure their freedom. So they did it in quite a creative way um, to look out for them. But the point there is that even though those citizens were a long way away. They were in a different country. They still belonged to the United States. They had their citizenship there. And as such, the government of the United States were um, aware of their well-being and they worked tirelessly night and day to secure their rescue. And as such, as citizens of God's kingdom, we can be so encouraged by the fact that God is working on our behalf. Even though we are in a foreign place, if you like, we're in a culture that doesn't honour God we're in a culture where Jesus isn't king in people's hearts, we can be encouraged by the fact that God is working tirelessly on our behalf. So again, you can think of many different verses, um, and I'd encourage you to reflect on this. Even I know one of the activities is to create your own identity card. What verses come to mind for you when we think of this? But I'd like to share in Romans 8, 28, where it says that we know, we're sure that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called called according to his purpose. So we know that as we go about our daily lives, as we try to live out uh, and try to build God's kingdom, he is working on our behalf. We are citizens. He knows who belongs to him, and he's working on our behalf. What an incredible, incredible promise that is. And then lastly, I'd like to speak about purpose and the sense of duty. So as citizens of the United Kingdom... Um, uh, the desire is that we serve and every single job we do serves in some sort of purpose during lockdown we realised how important our NHS our teachers, people who collect the rubbish and take it away these people are essential to our society and every single day when they go to work they serve our country and this sense of service and duty this idea of there being rights but also responsibilities I think is the same in God's kingdom as well God doesn't need us to build his kingdom, but he wants us to be part of it. He wants us to have a a part in building his kingdom and growing that, uh, and we have a duty to do that. So um, there's this idea in the United Kingdom that anyone can be called up for jury service. So no matter what job you're doing, you then have a legal obligation to appear at court and take part in that jury service. In some countries, you can be called up to military service where you have to serve in the army for say a year or a period of time and so there's that thing in terms of the kingdom of God exists on this earth in a hostile way because it is so countercultural. Um, so Graham talked about uh, last time about how like, topsy-turvy, how different, how radical this kingdom is where the king knew his identity but he knelt down and washed his disciples' feet and this is the kingdom we have where the greatest, our king, laid down his life for us and so we live in this kingdom where it's a battle and there's this duty, there's this desire where we're given these amazing promises but we're also asked to build God's kingdom and be part of this. Um, and again, you might think of different verses to come to mind, but in the simplest term, just thinking about in John, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples just before he dies and he says, uh, "A new command I give you to love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And so you can look in the verse in Ephesians as well, where it calls us fellow citizens. Our duty here as fellow citizens, each one of us in the dream are citizens of God's kingdom. And so God calls us to love him wholeheartedly, and he calls us to love one another as well. And it's by this that the world will know that we're his disciples. So love one another as part of this kingdom, and reach out to those who are not part of that kingdom. There's this citizenship that is freely available. And so to finish, I want to think about these these three things that our citizenship gives us. It gives us identity, it gives us belonging, and it gives us purpose. And this is so different to the culture around us, where in this country right now, identity is praised as something that you design yourself. So you pick an identity that works for you, you can test out different ones, and as you then choose your identity, you find belonging by connecting with people with similar thoughts, similar views, And then maybe that gives you a purpose to go and share that. But our identity begins with what Jesus has done for us. Our identity begins with that identity card that we've been given. That new nationality, that citizenship in God's kingdom. And through that we find belonging. We're all fellow citizens here. We belong together. Jesus knows the ones who belong to him. And he wants us to love one another, to build each other up. And through that, we also have purpose then. So we have our identity, we have our belonging, and we have this purpose to expand that kingdom, to be part of the most exciting mission um, that God has given us. So to finish off, I want to think, um, how do we go away? How do we encourage this? I'd love it if you reflect on that whole passage. I've just read a couple of verses from Ephesians, but maybe there's um, bits in that passage that you'll now understand better, understanding what Paul is saying about citizenship Um, because there's amazing promises in that whole passage maybe this is something where afterwards you can go and create that identification card and there might have been different words from the bible that come to mind that i haven't said that you can attach maybe it's something to remind yourself or maybe every single time you open up your passport or bus pass or driving license you can be reminded that you have an amazing citizenship here but an even better citizenship uh, in heaven and perhaps also there's something about what I said about Hamed's story, where as he travelled from country to country, his identity was being stripped away bit by bit. And so maybe there's a sense where this idea of being uh, valued and having a verified identity in God's kingdom is really difficult. And you've got this identity that doesn't quite match. Maybe you don't feel like God actually listens to your name. Um, And so maybe there's an opportunity afterwards, um, it's a shorter one today, but if you do want someone to pray with you, uh, I'm more than happy to do that, and there's many people around here that would love to pray with you um, about having that secure identity in Jesus. So be encouraged when you hear this, that people who read that letter and listened to that would have been so encouraged, if they were citizens of the Roman Empire, they would know that they'd have got a greater citizenship in heaven. And if they were, say, slaves and could never amount to citizenship, this would have been incredible news. And so today, be encouraged and be thankful for what you have in your British citizenship. It's amazing what we have, and let's not take that for granted. But then also, let's glorify God. Let's praise him with this next song um, for what he has given us in Jesus, this citizenship, this full verified identity, this belonging, and this purpose in him. So, Thank you.